You're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things, and this is Ryan Airy from Screen Crush with your mom. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 227 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Atura. It was good to see the Nintendo pop up again. <laughs> Our third, fourth episode being released in a week's time. Generally, we do one a week. This was four in a week. You're all welcome. Uh, but when big things happen, we report on them. Like, that's just what it is. So, yeah, yeah the Nintendo made a triumphant return on a Saturday. We haven't dropped a pot on a Saturday in years. That's been fun. Uh, but yeah, it was all about the Pokemon Presents. Hopefully you checked that out with the, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to get into it because we're going to talk about it later because Sam hasn't had a chance to to give his two cents on the Pokemon Presents. But I didn't get to gush like Greg did for 28 minutes. You can gush for 28 <laughs> minutes. If you nah, that, talk that's about all Pokemon you. That's for all 20 you, minutes, I'll sit back and I'll shut up. Nah, it would dude, make that, my that, life. That had Nintendo written all over it. I just couldn't stop. You know, I, I waited till 1030 that night. Wait, I, I think I got boy. a text from you that said after you watched it, like, I'm shaking. <laughs> no, that was a tweet. That was, was a tweet. A tweet. Okay, that's it. Yeah, it was a tweet. <laughs> fucking Breath of the Wild. I'm fucking shaking. Oh, that's, what, that's what's going on right now. But we're going to actually. So it's funny. The Pokemon Presents only announced three games, but that's going to be our top three for the night. And it's different than normal. Instead of picking our top three favorite something, least favorite something, this, that, or the other, we're just going to take the three announcements and we're going to rank them. Top three of the three. We're going to have the same three, just maybe in a different order. Uh, I think a hundred percent different order. Yeah. Well, I already know your number one. Ergo, we have a different order. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we got a really fun show for you tonight. Live on Zencaster, as always. Thank you, Zencaster. We appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story before we get started. And then we're going to go into our picks of the week and trivia. It is two for me, 1.5 for Sam. We will start with movies tonight. Back in the normal flow, gaming's been at the head to, uh, the top the last couple of weeks. We're going to go movies first, TV, then Sam will take over in gaming. But, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. We got a new film with Superman. We got Black Adam's uh, filming start. We have a sequel to District 9. I'll give you one guess as to what that is called. Uh, coming up in TV, we got some Better Call Saul news, some Superman and Lois oh, no. news, some Simpsons stuff. And then in gaming, when Sam takes over, he'll talk about his Pokemon Presents impressions. We have a quick, quick story about the March PS Plus free games that you get. Uh, Epic Games buys a makes a crazy acquisition. Maybe not at the Bethesda level, but a really big one. Pyra and Mithra had a big smash blowout today, and there was some cool news dropped there that we'll talk about. And then Super Nintendo World for Florida, so in the United States, has been delayed. Stick around to see how long it's been delayed and when you can expect to get back to the theme park. And then Sam will do his weekly WADA spotlight, and we will get on out of here. But before we do, let me tell you this quick story. Uh, I put it on Sam, by the way, has no idea what I'm about to talk about. He yeah, knows this. I, I know the like a, the subject. gist. That's yeah, it. You, you know the general subject matter, but you do not know the, the specifics. And so I put out on Facebook, good things happen to good pods on our Facebook page a couple of weeks ago. Kind of put good karma out into the air, into the atmosphere. You know, good things happen. And what we were referring to were two different things. One, Ryan Airy uh, agreeing to come on the pod, which happened. And two, what I'm about to talk about, which also was going to happen. So, uh, you know, crazy that this was a game changer for us and it would have changed the, the game for our podcast. And 
it happened. We had this opportunity and it was awesome. And I will not be talking specifics in terms of names. I will not talk about the company's name, nothing like that. So I'm going to leave all that vague, but we had an opportunity to be enrolled in an early partnership program with a new podcasting app, similar to our experience in 2018 with Castbox where we got in very early there. We're featured on the front page for a couple of months. We garnered probably a lot of you out there listening now. Um, we garnered hundreds of subscribers, over 10, 12,000 downloads just from that time alone. Uh, we're still very active on the CastBox app and people still listen to us there. So we are very thankful for what CastBox gave. Ultimately, we moved on and uh, they moved on as well. And so here we are three years later looking for a new partner. And we thought we had found one. And so very, very excited, you know, put it out there in the universe. Hopefully it'll happen. Uh, I meet with them, very professional zoom call. Awesome. You know, they're in the middle of the country and on the West coast. So we were working through time zones and all this stuff. Uh, I was the only one on Eastern time. So we had, we had some logistics stuff to work out in terms of when we could meet, but we get it through. Um, very happy about it. They're very pumped. I'm extremely pumped. You know, can't believe this is happening again. And this time, you know, we're going to make it stick. And, uh, you know, there was a little bit of, um, you know, you guys are explicit. Let's see how that kind of works. And, you know, how much did Sam and I feel comfortable kind of toning down or bastardizing, potentially bastardizing the content of our pod just to make something like that fit. I didn't feel like, you know, I don't think it's selling out, but I didn't want it to be. Disingenuous. Oh, no, no way. Selling out. No, but I didn't want it to be disingenuous. I still like to do the pod kind of on our terms. So, you know, we were I was waiting for a response on that and we we're going to set up another meeting. Well, two and a half weeks passes and I'm starting to get the uh, it's happened again. We were at the finish line. And when two and a half weeks passes and I proactively reached out about a, a situation that they had mentioned from a personal matter that I was just following up on to see if everything was all good, like doing my best to be cordial, professional and true. I meant it. So, you know, but I don't hear anything back from them. And when you don't hear anything back from them, you get the heebie jeebies and you start to say, if they were really interested or, or, or serious, they would do anything to get you. I've learned that in my professional career, people will do what they need to do to make it work. And so I reached out proactively and then I said, Hey, uh, is, you know, are you still interested? Where, where do we stand? And I get an email back from a different person than I had spoken to. And this person said, um, you know, basically I'm in charge of this. Now this person has moved on. Great. Okay. If, if, if we would have gotten past the finish line and then this happened, it had been like, okay, no problem. Let's move on. But now you feel like you have to start from square one. And so basically I, I was like, okay, let's talk. When would you like to set up a time to talk? She said, I'll call you in 15 minutes. Okay. okay. All That's right. Good. That like call it. never happened. That call never happened. So <laughs> I, I text and I say, um, you know, Hey, I'm ready when you are. All right, let's, let's talk later. And so I said, okay, how about we just talk tomorrow? No problem. So at this point I'm like, okay. Um, uh, again, I'm feeling a little bit like this is a brand new platform. You guys, you know, you're looking for the exposure just as much as, as we're looking to partner. Yeah. So I'm not feeling great at this moment. So I get on the phone very quick, very snappy, very. So what'd you talk about? Uh, where are you? And, you know, I got the contract in my hand, you know, more of a, an agreement than a contract. And I'm reading it over and they're negotiable. And I bring my negotiation to the table and they brought theirs and theirs was actually pretty fair. They have a uh, a system where if you hit a certain number of subs, 
you can start to earn revenue. Fine. I think that's a great model. YouTube does it to perfect. Well, I wouldn't say perfection, but YouTube does yeah. it. That's okay. No problem. Um, I'm, I'm willing to do that. I think we would have the audience to do that. And I think that we could have gotten there. Uh, I would have taken some work and some time, but I feel like we would have accomplished it and they have it in their end. So remember, I have a number. Remember that that's the key here is that I have a number that I have to hit for us to earn revenue. Yeah. Uh, on their end, it's we will feature you in emails, feature you on the front page, throw you on our socials with over 20,000 followers, this, that, and the other. And, I, and it says minimum times per month. And there's no number. So I'm trying to get that out on this phone call of like, hey, you know, when I do X, what, you know, reciprocating, what, what does that mean for you? What do you do? Why? How often would it be? This, and there was a very, you know, oh, well, it's fluid and. I just I didn't feel great about not being able to know on Tuesdays we'll be featured on this day. We're going to get a social media shout out. And on this day, you know, once a month, it'll be uh, uh, in the email will be featured at the bottom of the email or whatever. I, it's all I wanted to know. And in my discovery, I did not get that. And then I got ignored for five days. So after that conversation, no follow up emails, no nothing. Jesus. No. Hey. It's gone through. Hey, we're good. Nothing. I just felt like the conversation never happened. So I reached out and here's what I said. I said, Hey, would, uh, want to thank you for your time last week. And throughout this, at this point, we are respectfully going to pass for joining any partnership or ambassador program. Your guidelines to a thousand subs is more than fair. And we were ready to go all in to recruit our listeners to your platform. However, after speaking, we do not feel comfortable in the reciprocation on your behalf in doing your part to get our show out to a new audience. I feel like it's more of a one-way partnership until we hit that number. And it was, and I'm really lacking specifics on what, when, and how often you would cross promote us for those reasons. We wish you nothing but the best and do not, but, uh, but do not feel there is a fit here. Continued success to both you and your platform. Very professional, very cordial. Thank you, Greg Hall. We podcast and we know things. I get it back within minutes and I'm, I'm, you know, at this point, if they were going to respond and say, uh, get fucked or like, Hey, there was a misunderstanding. Let's talk. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Fine. Let's give it another shot. Maybe that, you know, maybe there was just a miscommunication because the switch over and whatever, there was clearly no communication on their end. Cause she didn't know who I was. So there's that too. Uh, Hey there, not even my name, just, Hey there, <laughs> you misunderstood me. No, I'm sorry. Maybe you misunderstood me, which is condescending. Number one. Uh, we do a ton of work for our partners and ambassadors. We have homepage placement, promote on social media, do cross featuring, just to name a few. It takes work on both ends um, of the partnership and a thousand subs is to just turn on revenue. Okay. Okay, great. You don't need to be, you don't even need to be, oh, I'm sorry. You don't even need one subscriber to be in our junior program, basically their ambassador program. All you need is to be super pumped about us, uh, work the platform to get your content in and start promoting and using our tools, which is great. I am. I knew that. I'm all for that. Here's where I was like, I'm not even going to dignify this email with a response, and I'm actually going to talk about this on the pod because I think it was just super unprofessional. And, uh -oh. and I talked to this person, so I know the tone in which they used. So you might not think it's the worst, but if you knew the tone and the context of which it came from, I think you would have read it like me. I'm not sure how you came up with that theory, but it's just not true. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, that theory? What are you talking about? That theory? It's not a fucking theory. I yeah. talked to you. It's fact. We did not come to an agreement because you wouldn't give me a number. Yeah. That theory came from my conversation literally with you and your brand and the person before you whom clearly had no communication with you when you switched roles and did not give you a log of any conversations or clients or anything like that. You were starting over. That's where my crazy theory came from. And then on top of it, the, the, the cherry on top, let me know if you change your mind. Oh, delete. <laughs> delete. Let me know if you change your mind. Oh God. And, if I, I changed I, my mind and you haven't, and you didn't reply, correct? No, I, okay, I good. never will. Good. Okay. And, and, and if, I feel better. If I were to change my mind, do you realize how bad that would be for us? We would get wrecked. We would be giving them all this promotion. And I know for a fact they'd bury us. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Did so they give you a number. Nah, not worth our time. So there's that. Again, I won't go into specifics into the platform. Um, but just again, we had this amazing opportunity. We do. I still say thank you to them because they took our email. They took our call. We met. It was great at least the first meeting. And so I felt really good and I felt like our pod was going to get taken to the next level. But at the end of the day, it just didn't happen. I think I'm probably going to be all set on looking for those types of things now with the baby coming Yeah, uh, pretty soon. Probably shouldn't even have done this one <laughs> to be fair uh, with the baby coming. But yeah, I you just shot your to shot that and there. that's it. I shot my shot. And uh, you know what, everybody, now you don't have to have three 30 second ads during our pod so you're welcome it's still <laughs> ad free this podcast is brought to you by pedialyte when you need something drink pedialyte <laughs> all right moving on. let's get into it sam our customary picks of the week uh my pick of the week this week it's actually a new podcast my nephew nico matoro and his buddies ryan evans and john Denay, they start their own podcast it's called tales from the abyss the best part about this is Nico texts me. He goes, yo, Unc, I know you're not a scary guy, but <laughs> and then he kind of pitches me the show. And I, of course, it, it's a great idea. I know that there's a huge market for this. Like, I know not if there's not just me that don't people don't watch scary stuff or scary stories. But I was like, no, Nico, I'm going to check this out. I, I want to give you my honest feedback. The first thing I said to him is when Nico is kind of so basically this podcast is about it's they read like some of the scariest stories on the Internet of the spookiest, whether if they're trying to raise something or talk to the dead or, or something like that. So when Nico's reading the story, this ominous music plays in the background. And the first thing I sex him, I was like, yo, Nick, this sounds like Inuyasha's music. And he kind of laughed. I was like, I swear, I think they're the same sound. But so, so that had me cracking up. But again, it's not all scary. They kind of dissect it. They give it a bullshit meter if it's kind of you know, real or fake. And they have fun. Just You could tell, like, me and you were friends. You could tell that these guys are friends. They're having a good time. It's something that they're passionate about and that they're going hit to the, hit the ground running. I believe they start recording episode two tomorrow. I know the first episode's live on Spotify, and I assume that um, it's eventually going to come to iTunes and you know Google Play and all that stuff, Podbean and stuff like that. But the first episode was called Leave. It was 45 minutes. I thought it was pretty damn good. I'm proud of him. He said someone, one of his buddies, said that he sounded like me. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I know Nico's voice, so I can't, like, you know, I can't judge that. But if someone else did it, like, that's kind of cool. So if you got time, if you like spooky stories, scary stuff, check out a new podcast, Tales from the Abyss. I don't hear that. Like, I listen to it and I don't 
I don't hear it. I just hear Nico. You know, <laughs> so I, that's Nico's all I voice. hear is, is Nico. Now that's the first time I've ever heard Nico's voice. Maybe like when we were younger. I yeah, guess. since we were younger, you definitely. So, but yeah, that's that's uh, that was my pick of the week. <laughs> so, so it's a good thing I was going to shout him out too. So it's a good thing uh, I have like. 15. Is it the first time in history of the same pick of the week? I believe it is. I believe it is five years. I believe oh it is. shit! Uh, Tales from the Abyss. But I have a backup because I have about eleven. So uh, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I'm just rocking and rolling. There are five video games, some TV shows, and a movie. Jesus. So like, I'm ready to roll on picks of the week. I will. I will pivot to the most recent thing I watched uh, last night, and uh, it's the second time I watched it, and it was even better the second time I watched it. Um, yeah, it's Ted Lasso. My pick of the week <laughs> is absolutely Ted freaking Lasso. And uh, I talked about it on our year-end awards show. It was my number two show of the year, right behind the Queen's Gambit. And it's starting to pick up a lot of steam on Twitter. And anytime I see it, I freaking retweet it or like it. Anytime I see any of my followers talk about it or people I follow talk about it, I just have to jump in the conversation because I just want people to know about this show and how good it is. And you do not have to be a sports fan or a soccer fan. It takes the backseat. The story, the characters, the comedy takes the front seat. That's what you come for. You stay for the soccer. You come for the good stuff. And it's bloody brilliant. The second time I watched it was better than the first. I just laughed out loud every episode all the time. It is so funny to the point where if I were to go back and re-rank, I'd, I'd put it as number one. It is absolutely wow. my favorite show from last year. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. It's a show you absolutely have to watch. And the kicker, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Which sucks because nobody has it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you can get a free year of Apple TV Plus. I think a I know free a guy. Year. All you got to do is have an iTunes account, go to the app, and sign up for it, and they'll give you a free year. It's nothing crazy. You just go do it. So uh, I was able to watch it the second time. I watched on my iPad the first time on my, uh, well, my iPad, Apple. <laughs> but I moved to my <laughs> TV to watch it the second time because I wanted to to experience it in, in high def. And so like, it's just, it's just phenomenal. Uh, quick backstory. It's a, it's a college football coach from Wichita, Kansas, who gets hired by the English premier league to go coach a soccer team. And he's never played, watched or seen soccer before. So he has no idea what he's getting into. Jason Sudeikis plays Ted Lasso, the main character. And he is just brilliant. Just I mean, he, he's brilliant. he's funny as shit in that kind of everything he's in. So everything, and he's he, this is his best performance. And it's not even close. He rocked it. He is his his character. Is I think so he, much. Depth. I think he's filming now for season two or three. Right? They they are so yeah. yes. They are started. They started season two a week or two ago. So they're filming it as we are recording now. Um, and it's it's got so much heart and so much love and so much. Um, the character growth is phenomenal. And there is so many layers to Ted Lasso that he's not just some unassuming Southerner. He is a brilliant character. You have to watch this show. It's a must watch Ted Lasso. I cannot gush about it enough. So that would be my pick of the week. Ted Lasso, Apple TV plus, if not, you know, I'm not going to advocate, but find a, find a way to watch it. However, you find have. a guy just, yeah, I know somebody cost me 10 bucks, but I got him. Uh, yeah, so that's our picks of the week. We will get into trivia now. It's two for me, one and a half for Sam. I don't know where I got this question from. I pulled it out of my ass this week, but I'm going to give it to you. All right. And I think it's arguably the easiest question I've asked you in a long time. Uh, so 
I it was it was a lazy day for me with with trivia. <laughs> hey, I'll in, say, hey, I could take all the points I get. In the Breaking Bad universe, Tuco and Lalo Salamanca are related. Tuco is Lalo's what? Tuco is Lala's. <sighs> All right, is it... I'll give you a hint. It's not niece or aunt. They are. They are both dudes. <laughs> Thanks for that. Okay. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Are they? Are they cousins or are they? God damn it! I'm, I'm trying to think of Lalo because he says it in the show. I'm trying to think of the scene. I'm going to go cousin. That's correct. I was hoping with the looks like they're a little older. I was hoping you'd say nephew. I I literally thought that. I was like, is that a trick question? Because of the podcast? Because of Nico, my nephew? Is that that the... (laughs) So thank God I went with my gut and went with the cousins. Sam is ahead right now, 2.5 to 2. All right, well, we'll see. I got a gaming question, so you never know. What was the last game published for the SNES? Published? Yeah. Like the final game to appear in the system? Correct. Wario's Woods? Super Kirby? Um, Oh, no, that was the NES. Ah, my God. It might be some obscure shit. Maybe it's, is it Star Tropics 2 Zelda's Revenge? Or is it some bullshit? Um, I'm going to need the answers, please. Okay. A, Fire Emblem. Is it Thraka seven seven six, B Frogger, C Kirby's Dream Land three, or D Star Fox two? Oh, so Star Fox two never came out, so that's out. It came out on the SNES Classic for the first time, and that was two years ago. So I know that one's out. And I said Kirby a minute ago. That was one of my first choices. And what I'm sorry, the first one was a Fire Emblem game, and what was B? I I, I didn't hear. B it. was Frogger. Uh. I am between Fire Emblem and and my Kirby game because uh, well because I said it so well yeah fuck it I'm going Kirby. All right, you well, son of a bitch! It was Frogger, wasn't it? No, no, on, your, honestly, your delay. I, I have Star Fox Two. Well, Star Fox Two was canceled. It never came out. So it Star Fox Two was canceled. It never came out. It came out for the first time ever on the SNES Classic in 2018. So tech, or maybe 19, I think 18. Star Fox Technically, w- you're, you're right, but that game never actually came out. Yes, yeah, so it was completed and planned for late 1995. Cancel concerns compared to new 32-bit. Prototype leaked online. Huh. Yeah, what, the website, I got the question, right, and it said that it, I wish I saved it. Ah, God, because so, it, was, it was something, God damn it. Yeah, Star Fox 2 never came out, but that's that's okay. I think the SNES Classic might have come out in 2017, which was the first time we saw it. Now, that doesn't mean it wasn't like released as a ROM for people to download, but I actually just Googled it, and the answer was fucking Frogger. Was it Frogger? Yeah, fucking 1998, the last okay. official video game for the Super Yeah, Nintendo My bad, because the thing I said, it, it said something that was like semi-released or somewhere. Some I don't know. I, I can't find where I found that question. It was it was done. I mean, it was it was complete, and they scrapped it last second and never released it. So it's a good thing I'm a Nintendo, and I know that type of shit. But wow. I didn't know Frogger. 
Should have known Frogger was the one I said it wasn't. I like threw it out. I was like, yeah, pff, Frogger sucks. I'm not making a Frogger. <laughs> it's, well, it's Frogger. God, my, my, my bad. I didn't mean to botch uh, that one up. Uh, it's all good, dude. Believe me, because if you would have said it was the right answer, then you know what I mean? If I would have gotten it, nah, forget it. Well, you just good. you just said it too confidently. And I was as soon as you said it, I was like, uh-oh, I started typing. <laughs> That's all good. Well, you are in the lead. Uh, regardless, 2.5 to 2. Because if, if I would have said Frogger is my answer and you said no, it's Star Fox, and then we would have debated, yeah. I would have been. But I got it wrong regardless. So yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. So 2.5 for you, 2 for me in our race to 11, win by 2. This is the first time you've had a lead in about a year. <laughs> At least. I, I'm not going to say even up. more. I, he- I held on to that lead last time from the jump. At, maybe like early on you had a lead, but I kind of ran with it, and then we just got – Stuck in the mud, then Sam started to creep back in it, and I ended up winning. But Sam is now up 12 and a half or two and a half to two. I'm excited for next week, but before we do that, let's get into the movie section. Uh, let's read the review for Tom and Jerry, the thing that apparently saved the box office because it did okay. Yeah, it did. I, w- I was shocked. I was like, damn, it did Go like ahead, 13, Tom and Jerry, it did like 13 or 43 or something. I can't remember what, but it did okay. Uh, it was the best box office weekend since the pandemic started. So there's that. Uh, Tom and Jerry is a sufficient family offering with a cool cast, a sparkling soundtrack, and occasional fun. It's too bad that Tom and Jerry often feels like afterthoughts in their own film and that there isn't much more for them to do other than serve the story of others. Oh, that don't even sound good. Six, five. Six. You overshot it. Oh, <laughs> six, five. I, I still I think I have to like I just saw this cartoon so many times as a kid. I feel like I have to see this movie. I'm just uh, going to wait HBO Max. It's on oh, it HBO, HBO Max. Max. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, it's shit. on HBO Max. I'll watch this. So, and it looks, I like the animation style, the real world, but they're CG. I kind of like that. I believe Chloe Grace Moretz is in it. Um, but yeah, I heard that somebody on Twitter said, Tom and Jerry, the movie where they stand around in a hotel for two hours. And I was like, ah, I'm kind of out on that. But then one of my old uh, coworkers said he liked it. So I don't know where I'm at, my I'm back in, baby. Helena does not enjoy Tom and Jerry at this point of her life, so I have little reason to watch it there, but you never know. Maybe I'll just decide to dive in one day. <laughs> well, I only have like 20 days left. It's only on HBO Max for a month, and then they yeah. then they take it. But it's okay. The Snyder Cut is two weeks from the time we record this podcast. Oh, Matter of fact, baby. I'll probably be watching it. Well, no, we'll be recording, but I'll be watching it right after that. A new Superman film, and this is one of the biggest stories, our lead story. We always do reviews first, but our lead story for the evening. A new Superman film is in early development. What's the first thing you thought? I think we. I, what, I think I said this last podcast or two podcasts ago that why do they keep going back to like Superman and Batman and rebooting? You have all these characters. Why do you keep going to Batman and Superman? Like, fuck. Like, it's so frustrating. Now you're going to like, let's reinvent the whole character again. It's like, you have thousands of DC characters. Get over these two. These are, Mm -hmm. they're always going to be there. We don't need a reboot every six, five, five, six years. Like, it's ridiculous. I saw his origin story 15 times. Well, well, this is also from the king of the reboot, J.J. Abrams. His uh, production company, Bad Robot's going to be doing it. And you know him. He tells a great retelling. Look at episode seven. I, I mean, yeah. I number one, he he said he never read comics, so all, automatically, I don't even want you as a director. So well, he's not directing; he's producing. He's ah, producing. So still, but he still has a final say or some kind of say in it. You, you don't know the comics. How do you know Superman? 
Ta-Nehisi Coates has been tapped to write it. Um, and Hannah Minghella will serve as a producer. No, no dates of anything like that, but um, Coates is an award-winning author with multiple books in his name. Uh, so, I mean... <sighs> I mean, no matter what, I, I watch every superhero film, Marvel, DC, Image, Dark Horse. I don't care what it is. I'm going to watch it no matter what. But I'll still stick to my gun saying... DC has to stop rebooting every freaking years. Pick some but, different characters. But do you think that they're doing it because they, and I say this with all due respect to you as a DC fan and with all due respect to the current actors who play these, these folks mm-hmm. and these characters, do you think that they failed and they are trying to just start over again? We've seen it with Spider-Man. Do you, you think WB failed and, and is trying to save face? Maybe. Um, well, we, we have also heard that, uh, this Superman may be a person of color as well. So like a completely different, you know, audience, a completely different story, a completely different origin. So while you're rebooting the character, because we're also getting Superman and Lois as we speak, which is a different telling of Superman as well. It's a lot of Superman hitting us here. It, it would be from a completely different perspective in a different person's shoes. So I can see the appeal. Um, Henry Cavill, again, not necessarily tied to this as the man of steel. Like I just said, they may be going in a different direction, maybe potentially getting a person of color to do it, which is I'm all for. That's great. I like you, though. I'm not too sure I need a new Superman movie. No. When they, I, I, like you I, said, I, they have this wonderful backlog of characters. Yeah, I also find it kind of like in bad taste that you kind of announced this, you know, before two, two weeks yeah. before Justice League or three, two, two or three weeks, whatever it was like. I don't, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. That's a good point. There's no pressing need. Now no. here's, here's what could have quite frankly, here's what could have happened. So this was a very, this was an exclusive to one website that I wasn't very familiar with at all. And then all of a sudden it started picking up traction really quick. My guess is this was leaked and it wasn't announced. JJ didn't come out and say it. There was no Twitter post. This was a, this was announced by some smaller website looking to get clout, which they did because they broke a really big story. But- but that tells me they had an internal person leak this to them. And that was just shitty timing on the website's behalf. And they wanted to run the story before another site got it. And that's why we got this. But timing. didn't we know that JJ was trying to, you know, produce a, a new Superman movie? Trying and doing are two different things. True, though. true. So even, you know, I can try to crap in one hand or I can actually do it. My mom says, just do it. So yeah, do it. yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, with, with that, I, I just think that I bet you their original intention was, Hey, let's hold off on this. Let's be respectful of the material that's going to hit max in a month in theaters or whatever. And, uh, and the website was like, no, we need the clicks dog. Let's just run it before somebody else takes it. Mean, but you don't know shit. It could have been, you know, uh, JJ's second cousin twice removed who owned, who did own that website and he leaked it himself. Like we'll never know the true we'll story never know of that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But, but still, I, I, I'm, I'm still sticking with it. I, now, what I, if, hold on, let's take it back a sec. What if it was Cavill? And would that, would you feel the same way? Like if it was confirmed as Henry? It, it, are they doing a, a, a completely like reboot? Are we getting more, a new Martha Kent, a new Jonathan Kent? It sounds like they said reboot. So it sounds like they would be going back to and kind of retconning Man of Steel. That's what I mean, well, like. they, well, they're kind of, we kind of have that on Superman and Lois. You know what I mean? Sure, I 100% agree with that. And no offense, Superman and Lois does it better. I mean, so, so far, I watched the so second. Far. So Two far, episodes. the first and second episode have been really well. So I'm, I'm actually really glad to see that it did get picked up for season two. So that's awesome. Yeah. 
Um, I, but- I'm with you though. Like like you said, they could have had a lot of different characters to choose from. But let's say you do a smaller hero. This isn't. Oh man, I. I mean, to go do the Supergirl movie that 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 was announced. If I can, though, if I can, DC, where they excel in the smaller character space is TV. Yeah. Marvel does the small character well on film, and we're getting it now with WandaVision and all that. They're doing it now on TV. We'll see if the other series can hang, but even them, they're bigger characters. Uh, you know, with the DC, with the smaller heroes, they do a really good job in the CW verse and, and what was yeah. the H or the DC universe app before they turned into HBO Max. Maybe, just maybe, they want to try and, and get that same level of quality in, in the film space. And what better character to do it because there's already a new batman film he's getting rebooted again and we're not complaining about that because it looks phenomenal so maybe they're trying to take that route hey what's uh was it matt reeves right yeah matt reeves doing batman maybe matt reeves we look at that film we're going to use that as the stepping stone that we're going to use that as the 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 launch pad into this brand new dc universe because this film sure as hell ain't coming out until after the batman so now you're starting with your big two we're going to reboot batman with um uh Help me. Help Robert me. Pattinson. Pattinson. And we're going to do this Superman character with whomever they choose. There's your starting point. Gail does fine with Wonder Woman. She just got a sequel to one of her films. Aquaman's going to get a sequel with, with Momoa. So they might just start over with the two big ones. I, I don't know. But I, my guess would be is they're going to try and say, yeah, we, we goofed for the last, you know, five years or however oh, long. I mean, WP should take responsibility. They didn't have faith in Zack Snyder. They didn't trust his vision. So they picked JJ as the producer. The other, I, I, the other I, guy it, is going to run this into the frigging ground. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, I obviously I want all That's scary. That's I want scary. all comic movies to do good. I want all shows to do good because that means we get more of it. But we don't keep recycling the same characters. So give us something fresh. Give us something new. Like you don't see Marvel going rebooting Iron Man. Like yeah, but they rebooted Spider Man three times, and they yeah and they finally did this- and we finally got one that works. And yeah, you know, but again, one the first two I I did like, but. I, I again, I understand that this was another storyline in the comics that there was a you know uh, a black Superman in it in a comic. Okay, like that that's great. It just, I, I don't know. I again, if they would if they at least would have waited until after Justice League, maybe just get a reception first, or at least let Henry have his like let him get like his mustache like ruined his whole first take, so he probably didn't want nothing to do with the film. So then you're kind of like he's getting that second life to be Superman again, and then this news kind of comes like two weeks up, new Superman reboot coming. It's like, I, I don't know. I just took that as disrespect. I don't disagree. Like I said, I also think, though, like how often during your day do you talk about this? I don't hear it on Twitter a lot. I'm not seeing. I think people kind of almost forgot about it already. And they're just. I mean, yeah, I may, I may you, you know, you, you, there's always going to be some trolls on Twitter that you're going to see just, you know, when you when you scroll. But, you know, it, it's definitely not something that people are are locked on to. I did see a lot of people, the Snyder Cut, like hashtagging. Uh, Henry uh, Henry Cable is Superman, something like that. But that that, that was basically it. So and uh, yeah, and like I don't see it all the time. It's not trending this new film, and, and so even you know they did it two weeks ago, and I kind of feel like if they had to leak it early, I'm glad it was that far in advance because, or a week ago I should say, I'm glad it was that far in advance because there is still time for it to breathe and go away, and Henry to have his spotlight back, and then it'll pick up again when when you know that film is out and doing its thing, whatever it, whatever it ends up being and doing. Uh, you know, I like you, I, I wish they would have waited. I wish this website, you know, could have sat on it. They didn't. This is where we're at. Um, I have no faith in JJ Abrams as a filmmaker or a producer. 
Uh, I think that he alone is going to tell the safest story possible. Safest story possible. And I don't think I want that from a Superman. I don't love Superman. He's not my favorite. He's not my Yeah, and you've been vocal about that since the pod. And that's the last thing I want is another thing I don't like. If you take this safe, which I truly think they will, that's not what I want. If you want me to get into Superman, give me an hour of the first five minutes of the first episode of Superman and Lois. Have him walk around in a skate park, pick up a car that is just like the comic cover, tell a kid my mom made my suit, and that's the fucking Superman that'll get me into it. And I'm just me. I'm not the, the full audience. I don't like Superman. I don't like his story. If you tell it again... I'm not going to be drawn to it. I want something edgy. The casting choice, potentially, and like the way they're going, that's a good start. But with JJ's name on it, I am scared danger, shitless. Danger, danger, Scared shitless. Do you have anything else you want to close no, on no, before we move We got on? it. All right. I was hoping you'd say yes because my phone was locked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could take the next story. No, Superman, or no, Superman, San Diego Comic-Con 2021 in person is canceled. We kind of figured that would be the case, yeah. but now it's official. It'll be just like last year, Comic-Con online. Uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, it doesn't affect me at all because I wasn't going to attend San Diego Comic-Con. Um, obviously, I think California is still in like their semi-lockdown phase, so it, it only makes sense that they were going to cancel this. Uh, you know, this it just kind of puts in the question of the other cons that are happening. You know, uh, C2E2, they push C2E2 out to, I think, like November. Baltimore Comic-Con's in October. So people are kind of like, what do you think? I mean, I, I, it's a 50-50 shot that they're still going to happen. I think that they're far enough away that most, if not most, you know, people are going to get the shots or whoever just may just say no and not get the shot. But I don't, I, I, it's, I think it's still a little early to tell. That's why, like, I didn't even book the hotel yet for Baltimore just because the, we can't get a definitive answer, answer if it's going to happen or not. Do you think... That this opens the door for DC Fandom 2. I mean, they, they, it did really well. Uh, and, and cons, they, they thrive on cons. And they, obviously, they make a lot of money during that. And But can they show enough? Can they bring enough to the table to make it as big as it was? Suicide year? Squad is, is going to be out by then. Because uh, that comes out, I think, in like June. Wonder Woman's out. The Batman, they could show a second trailer. Yeah, that, that uh, should be that should be done filming. Uh, uh, what else was I just thinking? Uh, Black Adam could get its debut trailer. Yeah, because yeah. that starts shooting in April, so we can get a twenty like a twenty five percent you know done trailer there, like did the Batman. Even a minute long teaser would be enough. You put the Rock on the screen, we're all dude. Yo, and and the Rock's been on IG heavy, just kind of posting like his workout meals, him getting ready for Black Adam, and he's like just just seeing how like excited he is about it is getting me pumped for Black Adam. Burt Kreischer's post was the first time I ever laughed at anything Burt Kreischer. Did you see it? Oh my god, yeah. The one Earth where he's savage. like on the massage table. He's so funny. Uh, well, he's not. That that was so funny. Um, what else? Uh, you know, maybe some CW shows that are, you know, in the works. I, I really don't follow it enough to, to yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, you think now all the all the CW shows are they're, they're airing now. You know, the Flashes just kind of came back. I saw that first episode. Eh, thought it was okay. Nothing to brag about. Yeah, Titan um, season four, Doom Patrol season four or three. Uh, they might be out by then. Um, maybe we get a revival of Swamp Thing. That could happen. Oh, I mean, that a, a Justice League dark show. Come on. You get a Justice League dark show, a Black Adam trailer, uh, uh, a, hey, uh, a casting for this Superman movie. 
You get a, you know, we find our Superman. Work on the suicide then, video game, the other Batman Arkham game. There, well, Gotham, Gotham Knights, Knights will be out, be out pretty close to then. I don't know that game might get pushed, but um, you're right. The Suicide Squad game is 2022, so there you go. So there is enough, even if it doesn't like, even if it's not hype after hype after hype. Those four or five things are enough to beat to at least one day. It doesn't have to be two again. Or that's when they announced the Zack Snyder sequel. Oh my god. Well, he don't want to take any of their money. I, don't, I think that partnership's pretty pretty much done on the 18th of March. I'm pretty sure. You know, just give me my royalty check at that point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just something fun to think about because Disney Investor Day, Disney is pulling like a Sony, and they're very very slowly pulling away from Comic Con, just like Sony's pulled away from E3, and they kind of do their own thing. Disney Investor Day, or what was it? D D23, wherever they announced all that craziness last year with all the shows and the moon night and the she i think it was d23 like that's pretty hype so they can kind of make their own hype they did it again for the investor day when we did an entire episode of the recap so you know like this is wb and and dc's chance to shine with comic-con hall h was basically theirs um and now there isn't going to be one so i think a fandom two is uh, is completely possible you don't do it in august this time do it in june or july you don't have to do it august 22nd like it was last year do it in july it's up to you. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So I'd be interested. I mean, I'd, I'm interested to if they do a fandom, too, I'd, I'd love it. I'd be in on it. Um, but just make don't make it just updates from all the shit from fandom one. You know, give us something. It, us something. It, it, it's going to be tough to top. That's all I'll say there. That's that Batman trailer still sticks with me. I just watched it again recently. You you, uh, you had kind of touched on it a minute ago, talking about the rock post and photos and stuff like that for the Black Adam film. It starts filming in April. You know, let's pretend there will be no DC fandom, too, because at this point there isn't. We're just talking out of our ass. Mm-hmm. When do we see our first footage or teaser or trailer of a uh, potential, you know, of this film? I don't I don't think we're going to see anything for at least like, you know, Christmas or 2022. Uh, they still didn't even announce who's playing Dr. Fate yet. I- I'm, I'm I'm over here waiting every day. Like, come on, Rock, when are you going to cast this guy? You cast everyone else like the first two weeks. The beautiful thing is they start shooting soon. So you'll know within the next month. I, I, I don't know. Like, are they not? Is he not going to have a lot of screen time? I'm getting nervous. I, I want to see some Dr. Fate on the screen. <laughs> um, it's it's neat because, listen, he's had that little piece of fandom one last year that, you know, 10 minute thing. And, you know, he's been very active on socials talking about this movie. And I think I, I, I am with you. We barely see this, if at all, in 21. This is probably a first look at 22. Dude, this is probably like a, a, a three to six month shoot, at least. Yeah. Maybe we get a teaser on like Christmas Day or New Year's Eve or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some, like a little something. That's it. But I could probably see this more of like this time next year. We'll see something for the first time. Yeah, like that. That's where I would peg it. But uh, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, I'd say we're moving away from DC, but we're not. We're sticking with the Snyder Cut here as it's two weeks away from the night we're recording this podcast. Uh, The Snyder Cut will end with a cliffhanger. What in the hell? Now, we know that this movie was planned for a sequels, uh, two sequels. So you you figure it's going to end on a cliffhanger. What the hell could it be? Cliffhanger. (sighs) Dark side takes over Superman. Superman, it turns into nightmare scene, and they have to figure out a way to stop Superman at Dark Side, and it ends with a huge cliffhanger that basically our world's going to get blown up. And we'll it's going to get turned it. into like apocalypse type, where he's just kind of mining Earth for its all its er, er, minerals. What if it's the Joker scene we already saw, and that's how it ends? 
Nah, no way. I, it, it, it's got to be something with either um, Dark Side taking over Superman or so you, take, th- you don't taking think over Side Cyborg. Huh? You don't think Dark Side dies in this movie? Because Dude, Dark Side is not dying. Are you kidding me? Dark okay, Side so. is like the strongest thing DC's got. Gotcha. I don't know. They killed they killed Thanos, so I just I don't know. Yeah, well, remember Thanos was a ripoff of of Dark Side. Never forget. I, that. I'm not saying. Well, you know, if so facto, then if they can kill the ripoff, I <laughs> can't kill the real thing. The ripoff, maybe. <laughs> he needed a glove. They freaking they go back and forth ripping each other off. There is literally Captain Marvel in DC that came before the Captain Marvel in Marvel. It's all it's all nuts. It's all nuts. Well, remember it was yeah. Captain Marvel was on. Uh, Shazam. He had to get mm-hmm. changed to Shazam because of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because the word Marvel, while it's the, it's a it's a very wonderful word, it doesn't. I mean, but yeah, it's not exclusive to Marvel, Marvel at a comic book. Like it's not saying you know what I mean. But exactly. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So with that, all six chapters of the Snyder Cut have been dropped. So in six chapters across four hours and like one minute, right? So four times sixty. Oops, I put 40. Four times 60 is 240. So 240 minutes divided by six. That means we're getting 40-minute chapters. That tells me, because I asked you a week or two ago, you know, how long do you think the nightmare scene is? And I think we have our answer. It's going to probably be about 40 minutes, which you said 45. So, so I, dude, I'm right there. I am. That is probably going to be the craziest part of the whole movie is, the, is, is that, because I think that's probably where we're going to see Probably the most of Dark Side. Uh, I guess if we were to go, we have all six chapter names. I guess if we said them, it could potentially lead to some speculation and spoilers. So I'll stay away from it. When I look at it, um, nothing like jumps out that oh, this part will be the nightmare scene. Maybe six, the name of six. The only thing that I I would say, like, so if they just released today was like, I think Zack Snyder tweeted it. It was like 52 seconds. It was like a little teaser for like Batman. And then as it starts, you, you, you hear for the first time, you hear Darkseid speak and he says, I will come for my great prize. So it was the first time Ray Ray Porter is doing his voice and he's kind of, he hinted at a few things, but I don't want to give anything away, but I'm just really looking forward to see. If if we're gonna get a tease, or if Darkseid is gonna go up against Superman, even if it, if it's only for a, a minute, I, I oh man, I, just just I'm just thinking of like the uh, Superman the animated series, all the times they had their battles, like this could be epic if done correctly. I mean, it was done four four years ago, and we just never saw it. But uh, not Darkseid, uh, and that's what I mean. Like they didn't did they reshoot Darkseid? I uh, he, he was already, he was supposed to be in it in the first place. Well, again, it could have been his cuts. I'm sure he added a few more, a, few, a couple right. more scenes with him because, again, his film. I don't think he, Dark Side was that prominent. I think Dark Side was just kind of supposed to be like an end credit scene teaser of kind of you peek through the mother box and there was kind of Dark Side looking through. I think that was more the ending he had with his first run. But with mm-hmm. this, I think it just changed a little bit and he just kind of threw him in. Whatever it is, two weeks away, and w- remember in. The remember when it was announced at like the fan or when was it? I can't remember. I think we got our first trailer at the fandom. Yeah. But but remember when it was confirmed that it was going to happen and it felt like forever ago and it was about a year. Yep. It's freaking two weeks. Time flies, dude. You are a good waiter. You wait well. Hey, I again, I was very good things come to those who wait. You know, that's right. Mom and I raise no fool. Speaking of things that uh, we had to wait for. It's about a, a long dec- ass time. 
about a decade, maybe more. Actually, definitely more. It was at least 2009 because that's the only time I watched it was in the year 2009. So it's at least 12 years. It came out in 2009. There you go. We're getting a sequel to District 9 aptly titled District 10. I would have never guessed that title. (laughs) And I believe it's still going to be directed by Neil Blomkamp. Really? I I I think so. I hope so. I don't know. I feel like I saw that. Yeah, I feel like I saw. I don't know if uh, Peter Jackson's going to come back to produce it again because he did the first one. But I I, I love this movie. I I think this movie is so underrated. If you have not seen it, go see District Nine. It I I think it's fantastic. Yeah, me too. I like it a lot. I remember watching it. It gave me a really bad sense of dread. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I could see that. You know, especially that was like that was my peak anxiety time like around 2008 9 and 10 they were the worst years of my life for that so i watched it a really bad time so maybe i overblew the sense of dread i have a little bit more control now um i think this movie is probably worth a rewatch too knowing that i had a panic attack watching it i'm kind of not open to it same <laughs> not, way not with, in a hurry to get back to it no it's the yeah. same with finding nemo like i have no interest to go back to it because for no reason i had a panic attack during it and now it's just the triggers a memory yeah so it scarred I'm, you damn yeah it's kind of why i'm out so yeah, I'm I'm into it. I agree with you. It's a very underrated movie. Very good film. Now you got an extra personal look into my life to all the listeners. So let's move on. The Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> film that I believe Chris Pine is attached to has made a couple more castings. Hugh Grant, who was just in The Undoing on HBO, pretty good. It was my pick of the week once. Six episodes. Check it out. And Sophia Lillis, who I love. She is in the It films, the new It films. Yeah. She rocks it in this movie called Uncle Frank. With Paul Bettany. Uh, hmm. Paul Bettany plays her gay uncle and she gets like kicked out of her house for wanting to go to college and shit. And he, she goes and lives with him and goes on a road trip. It like kicks ass. It's a really cool indie film. Um, I just watched it like a month or two ago. So she's really good in that. And she's also really good in I Am Not Okay With This uh, on Netflix. It's an original series. Um, it's like 18 to 20 minute episodes. It's like Boom, 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 boom. She's a chick who grows up in a town. She doesn't realize she gets superpowers and she now has superpowers. It's a really unique premise. So she's a kick-ass actress that I've really been into a little bit. So uh, over the last like year or so. So I definitely recommend uh, her stuff, but they've been uh, now cast in this D&D film, which I know you said previously on the show, you have a little bit of interest in, even though you don't really play the tabletop or anything. Yeah, we never played the tabletop growing up. At least, you know, none of our friends did. But again, it, it involves dragons and all that kind of stuff. And dungeons. Dude, I, I'm in. If Chris Pine's attached, I, lo- I, I I think he's okay as an actor. I really like Hugh Grant. And, and Sophia Little, she, she was pretty good. So I, I'm, I'm interested. You have my shout, attention. Shout out to the movie Nine Months with Hugh Grant. That's, I believe, a okay. 90s movie. What was the one? Uh, Him and Drew Barrymore, Music and Lyrics? That, I believe, is correct. I thought yeah. that was pretty good also. Nine months is just a bad comedy. And, with, and he was uh, good at the gentleman with McConaughey. So I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. Uh, Sony is going to discontinue movie and TV purchases and rentals on the PlayStation store. So uh, there's that. If you, I, if you're going to, if you had it, I believe you get to keep it, but uh, yeah, you, you do get to keep, it. I did read it, but I don't think I ever bought anything. I actually or bought TV purchase. Like nothing's coming to mind. I actually bought, two or three episodes in my younger days of South Park on my Xbox 360, which are still on my Xbox account, which I can actually watch from my phone through the app. If I ever want to, huh. I bought the uh, dungeon. I, I'm oddly enough. I bought the dungeons and dragons ripoff episode they did, which was hilarious. 
um, and like the Guitar Hero one and something about KFC. I can't remember. Or maybe the Dog Whisperer. But huh. anyway, no, I have not bought anything on PlayStation, but I have purchased South Park. I'm, and and I bought an episode on my on iTunes, and I used to watch it on my iPod Classic with the spin wheel. Oh, I, I still have mine. Dude, can you imagine watching a TV show on an iPod like on, that? On, shit, a, on a freaking one inch screen, yeah. That uh, that was a cl- dude. That's classic iPod. We're talking here. So that's you were what, pushing it to the max. That's two thousand six, maybe seven. The technology, how far ahead of its time that was. That's nuts. That's good old nuts. spinning wheel. Thor: Love and Thunder will be bringing back some fun cameos, Matt Damon, some others, but they've also made a new cast announcement which is Melissa McCarthy is going to play fake Hella. I mean, it, again, uh, this is a cameo to me. She's going to cameo. Yeah. Hopefully it's, it's only it's nothing more than five quick. minutes. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be funny, but I, I, I don't know. As of right now, I, I wish they kind of move forward from that. But again, I, I got to have faith. I, I trust the director. Uh, uh, what, what TD? Taika. I, so I got to have faith. I, I don't want to, again, I think the last Melissa McCarthy, I feel like she just plays like the same stupid role over and over again. And I hope she doesn't do that for this. So I don't think, see, I don't think this is going to be a role though. Like in, I hope not. I, ho- I hope it's a quick max five minute scene and we're done. If that, like I, what was the, Oh my gosh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, the Matt Damon cameo. He was just like playing Thor on stage for like ten seconds. Well, Matt Damon was playing Loki, and then Loki. That's and it. then actually Chris Hemsworth, younger brother, was playing Thor. Yeah, and they'll and they'll both be back in those type of roles. So yeah. I think it's just going to be something similar. This movie's going to be off the wall and crazy. To me, this Melissa McCarthy is it's less of a casting and more of a cameo. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's how, how I, I gotta look at it. Yeah, that's that's how I think I'm going to choose to look at this one, and, and it'll be no more than you know. Somewhere between one and five minutes, probably closer to one. Yeah. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's going to play Jiminy Cricket. Uh, Lorraine Bracco, or Bracco, she's going to play a brand new character. I think like Sophia the Seagull. She was uh, the therapist in Sopranos and also the main character's wife in in Goodfellas. Um, And Keegan-Michael Key, who's going to play Honest John, have all been cast in the Disney Plus live action Pinocchio movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're yeah, not my favorite. It, it's it as a kid, I thought it was okay, but they, there's definitely some some stars attached here. You know, I I do like uh Keegan Michael Key. I think he's freaking hilarious and and uh Joseph Gordon Levitt, he's a good actor. Uh, you know, it, it's not something that I'm gonna go rush to on Disney Plus and watch, but you know, if I got nothing and it's there, maybe I'll watch it. Let's just remember that Will Smith was the genie and it blew. Still never seen it. It was terrible. So it's going to take more than a good casting for me to go see a. I still haven't watched the live action Mulan and I heard it was actually pretty decent. Mulan? So, yeah, I got to probably check out the, that. I, honestly, know. it's been on my back for a pick of the week. I still have it. I, I did see it and I didn't speak on it. Again, I, OK, I'll, I'll just cross off my list so I can't I can't use it. But, dude, I saw Mulan and I actually liked it. Cool. I, I don't know if it was just because I liked the cast. Um, you had uh, what's his name? Donnie Yen was in it. That was my boy, and I, I thought it was a lot better than what people gave it credit for. Growing up, I didn't like the animated movie. I didn't like it, but for whatever reason, this live action, I I thought it was way better than people said. Is it true they got rid of all the songs? Yeah, there's no songs. There's no songs. Okay. See, that's I I like the song. Mulan's actually got a banger of a soundtrack. 
the animated movie has stuck with me now. I like it a lot more, but I'll give the live action. It's not Helena's cup of tea because it doesn't have songs. So like we yeah. don't really have a reason to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that's cool. I, I'm a, I like that you watched it. Thank you for that quick. Extra, yeah, just, now, now I got nothing for next week. <laughs> Believe me, if that was if that was your pick of the week next week, then just go watch fucking Ted Lasso, please. Um, anyway, yeah, let's move on. Fast Nine has been delayed a month, so it's now going to release June twenty fifth, which is the same day as the Venom sequel. First and foremost, why? Secondly, man, the Venom sequel is only like three months away. That does not feel right. No. Dude, we haven't even gotten a trailer. Nothing. Like, there's no, dude. There's no way Venom is coming out in three months. You didn't show it. us anything. There is no Venom is a hundred percent getting pushed back. There's no way. I I'm just, calling it. I'm calling it right now. No way. It it it's only three months away. Like, no, <laughs> dude, there's, dude, there's no free unless they're reshooting this whole movie. There's 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 no nah, no way. Oh God. I mean, theaters are still like up in the air. So I think. I think all of this stuff is like still really fluid, even though like the Sony films have been kind of moving to Paramount Plus a little bit. So I can see that. But then Disney is all I mean, Marvel's kind of involved. So then do you put Marvel there? And oh man, this Venom film is kind of up in the air. If any of them are, it's like in New Mutants territory. Like where the hell is it going to find a home? Dude, we're still waiting for Black Widow. So we ain't getting Venom anytime soon. Yeah, well, back Black Widow's May 7th. Christ, it's we're two still, months away. Again, that's probably going to get pushed back again. Morbius is probably going to get pushed back again. Morbius already got delayed like a month ago. Got delayed in the next year, I think. So, like, that's all. That's gone. Great. Yeah, I don't. Listen, I think here's what we got to do. We'll put a disclaimer at the beginning of every podcast. Any release date we talk about during this next 90 minutes is very fluid. Please stop fucking asking. And I think <laughs> they, that's they, already, they already know that it's subject to change at this day. Yeah, it's it's crazy when we're a news podcast that reports all this shit and then we report something and then a week later it's old because it was delayed again. It's that's just <laughs> yeah. the world we live in. Uh, but moving into the television section and this sucks. This might be the most heartbreaking story of the night for me. Better Call Saul's final season, which was on my list of most anticipated and was also my number three and you're, I believe, number two best show of 2020 we were very much looking forward to this finale season has been delayed until 2022 yeah i mean that it it absolutely sucks just reading that i was like well there goes probably the best show of the year that crossed that one off it was supposed to be like feb or march too it's supposed to be pretty soon and now it's like a year now and we don't even have a release date for stranger things 4 which is gonna be my like my other hype show. yeah and and people are already saying that's possibly going to get delayed so I hey I don't know. It's, We're starting know. to feel the effects in television now. Oh, it was only it a matter hurts. of time if we were going to continue. You know what I mean? Oh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts so bad. I just want to see how season or Better Call Saul ends. It's on such a high right now. Season five was arguably its best season. If not, it's up there. Yeah, if oh, if you watch Breaking Bad, you owe it to yourself to stick with Better Call Saul. It's the writing is absolutely incredible. Vince Gilligan did it again. This is at least an opportunity for people that haven't jumped on the train yet because maybe they they think it's too yeah, similar or maybe they these think five it's seasons. different. You got you got five seasons of content, an hour long, ten episodes. Like you got a lot of content to catch up on. So maybe this will give some more people a chance to watch it. You know, right now, right around this time last year was when lockdowns were starting. About a week from now is when the lockdowns were starting. That's when Ozark hit. 
Ozark season three was a year ago. We don't have a date on that either. Oh, shit. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. The fourth and final season, which, by the way, is extended. I think it's like 14 episodes as opposed to 10 or something. Like, remember, there's all this shit. We don't have dates for yet. And I'm just just really sad because TV is just so good. And I'm just really sad. I mean, again, um, you know, the, I'm, I'm, I'm OK right now just because CW is unloading all their shows. And when you're when you're juggling like five, six shows at once, it, it, it kind of gets a little overwhelming. But I, I didn't need to get my show to get delayed till 2022. How many times am I going to watch Ted Lasso this year? Probably am I just going to keep going back at least one more time? Yeah. I got to get Ashley to watch it. She hasn't watched yeah. it yet. So now we're now we're rocking and rolling. I don't think there would be in TV or movies. I don't know if there's going to be a more heartbreaking delay for me than this. I really don't. Unless Batman keeps getting delayed, maybe that's already in 2022. So I have no expectation for it for this year. So it's sure. like that's just this is heartbreaking for me. Stranger Things, this Ozark, maybe the boys. I, that could be it. Oh, stop it. Oh, you're hurting me. Uh, heartburn, acid indigestion. We're just doing a podcast. Netflix is making a Terminator anime. Depending how the animation looks, this could be badass. Dude, I imagine Netflix, it'll be. An, I imagine it'll be anime style. I hope they do it <laughs> like they did. Um, Castlevania. No. Um, Anthony Mackie ruined my show. Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. Even, again, I, I'll give credit. Anthony Mackie was just on Hot Ones. Check that out on First We Feast. That was actually pretty good. But again, if it looks like that, that animation style, I'm here. Thank you, Netflix. By the way, we forgot to say it. Now we're in the TV section, so no better time to say it now. This podcast releases Friday, March 5th. Happy WandaVision finale day. Whatever happened before you you know, listened to this and you watched it, wow, how good was it? <laughs> I couldn't believe that happened. <laughs> Craziness. What a way to end it. Uh, so happy WandaVision day. Superman and Lois, like you said earlier in this pod, has already been renewed for season two after just one, now two episodes. Yeah, I mean, I think what it was 1.6 million the first episode. And that's, correct. That's not all the rewatches and God knows how many people download it illegally. And it, it's so good. it it re-aired just one time because I missed it live. I had to watch it on demand with all the commercials and no fast forwarding. Oh, damn. So I was like, oh, let me check when it's going to be on again. I'll DVR it. I'll wait and I'll just fast Nope, it didn't air again until Saturday. So it had it had a Tuesday and a Saturday. And you have to imagine in a lockdown on a weekend, people ain't gonna do shit. They missed it. They probably that that Saturday probably pulled in another couple hundred thousand, maybe one or two hundred thousand yeah, sure. to maybe peak almost clear to two. Yeah, so that's on this demand, show is you know. Numbers. I, I'm hey, I'm just glad to see that the you know that people are agreeing that what I saw and a lot of other people Superman Lois that it's actually really good. It's a different dynamic than what we got in Smallville or what was shown in Lois and Clark. So it's like, it's a different side of Superman. It's the, the family side. And, you know, yeah, they added another son because he only had one son in the comics, Jonathan. So it's good to see that they added something new, little twist to it. And I'm interested to see where they go. I haven't watched two yet. So I am definitely, you know, without giving spoilers, am I going to like it? Like, should I? I, I think you will. It, it kind of kept everything moving. Um, You still see that certain character at the end. And I think it, it pushes the story further. Cool. Indira Varma has been cast as the in the upcoming Obi-Wan Disney Plus series opposite Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor. If you're asking yourself who Indira Varma is, she was the head of the Sand Snakes in Game of Thrones. Oh, shit. Awesome. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. she, she was a badass. She was a badass. She was locked in a cage, but she was a badass. Yeah. And you know what's funny was um, Tony Horton, he's training Ewan McGregor for... For uh, Obi Wan, this this the series. 
I think if you could marry one person, it would be Tony Horton. Dude, Tony Horton's the man. Hey, <laughs> shout out to our boy Damien Dupree. Uh, we got to work out with him in actually AC a few years ago. And dude, he was he was such a cool dude. We all you kind of you know the big ass you know room. Everyone's working out after he, the guys. His like uh, receptionist, whatever. Like, Tony, you only got five minutes. We got to go to the next meeting, dude. He stopped, talked, took a picture with everyone that that kind of stayed around and waited and shot the shit for a second. So Tony's always cool in my book. That was like six or seven years ago now, right? Maybe even yeah, at least. Yeah, I was gonna say that feels like a 2012ish thing. Yeah, the P90X days. Uh, The Simpsons has been renewed for seasons 33 and 34. Dude, I I can't believe it. You know what's crazier? You know what's even crazier? I heard 32 is actually pretty good. I heard it actually kind of gets the show back on track a little bit after a decade of of less than mediocre. God bless Matt Groening. I I can't imagine doing the same show for 34 years. Just come on and bring Futurama back. Come on. Oh, for the fourth time? D- Yo, I don't care. Don't call it a comeback. Just get rid of disenchantment. Can you just focus all your energy on The Simpsons? That would be fine. Uh, I'd be I, cool with that. And the whole cast loves Futurama. Billy, Billy West, everyone would come back in a heartbeat. I love Futurama, man. Oh, God, I miss. I do miss that show, but like the original. After the season, I think five, I was I was done. I didn't really care for the reboot seasons or the movies for that matter. The movies were okay. Yeah, Ender's The right. Game and... They were okay. I won't say they were the best. Let's move into gaming. I'll do the first story because Sam's actually going to be doing the talking here. Um, and I did an entire episode of the Nintendo, our third episode of that. Don't expect many more. Um, no. I didn't even do it for the Nintendo Direct, but I needed to talk about it. So you've heard my impressions on the Pokemon Presents from last Friday. Sam has not gotten a chance to talk about this yet. Sam, Pokemon Presents brought us some awesome announcements. What did you think? Again, I, I thought it was a lot better. I, I don't know what I was expecting. I, I don't know if I was expecting what was shown. The only, my only dislike was the, what, the seven, eight minutes opening? That was, that was brutal. I mean, I, I feel like you could have just did that in like a minute. I didn't have to sit through seven minutes of seeing all these goddamn flashbacks because half the shit I didn't even play. You know, and even one thing in here when we got the, the Pokemon Diamond, I was out of Pokemon at that time because yeah. I thought the starter sucked. I, I know you like it. I, I just, I didn't want to pick between a monkey, a, a, a seal, and, and a turtle. That that's <laughs> it's, I, a, I, it's a penguin, and that penguin turns into the best starter ever. Empoleon is the best final evolution ever. His name's Napoleon? Empoleon. Ow, ow, em- Empoleon. Ow. But, I, I oh my that, God. that was the one poke that, that was the, my least favorite just because I, I, I have no, not, no nostalgia to it. I never played it. I didn't like it. I was out. Yeah, what? you jumped out after three, and you came back in six. So you, for when I let you borrow X, so yeah. you were out for four and five. You probably still have never. If if I'm not wrong, you probably never played four or five. Still. No, I I haven't. It's, it's again once the I'm not I, if I'm not interested in the starter, I was out. And I think even by then I was probably probably on Yu-Gi-Oh or something. Who the hell knows? God, but, I love I love Gen Four starters. But the other two stories, or what they showed us, I thought was fantastic. I thought the the Pokemon Legends Arceus that has a lot of potential. I I'm sure they still have a, some bugs to work out. I, I don't know if it looked as fluid as maybe it, I don't know if it was just on my end. I thought there were some things that I saw there, but I, I thought that was, was pretty fun. rough. Yes, it was pretty rough. So again, so the, the, they definitely have some 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 adjustments to make. Um, but like I think we said, it's it's Pokemon Breath of the Wild style. <laughs> so I mean, again, like the, the world, it was beautiful. 
it, but I, I still think they have to make some changes and some tweaks there. But obviously, the, my most hyped thing. Well, hold on, see- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold oh. on. Oh, wait. Well, you, we already know you're number one. I was going to say, let's hold off for our top three, but you're just saying it in general that you were hyped for it. You, you can go ahead. Everybody wants to hear your take on that new team. I mean, it, this, this is probably people's nine out of ten favorite is the Pokemon, the new Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Snap 2, however you want to call it. The sequel that we probably should have got ten years ago. But they waited this long. Again, it, it, the game looks freaking beautiful. Um, what was the one? Got, obviously, my favorite shot was my boy Tranitar eating an apple like a savage. <laughs> That's my boy. That was a great shot, too. And I, I was not expecting this to come so fast. Was it April 30th? That's correct. Dude, like, th- like they definitely hit it out of the park. With these two, in so my just opinion. To be fair, though, the April 30th was announced well, well before this. But, you know, I feel like we talk about so much. All the dates in my brain, it's all scrambled. So just to like, oh, my God, yeah, that's coming April 30th. I was just shocked. It just felt so fast to me. Mm-hmm. It is. It's two months away. It's two months away from now. We're, I'm going to be playing new Pokemon Snap, a game, like you said, should have been here at least a decade ago, probably more. It's going to have uh, the first one only had 64 Pokemon or 63. This one's got over 200. It's going to be four times the game yeah like and it it is it is the single it is the single prettiest pokemon game ever made bandai namco has knocked the knocked it out of the park in terms of the graphics it looks beautiful yeah and and i don't i don't think the the alumna orbs that's new right yes yeah okay because i I didn't well because in the first game there was no environments there were like or there was no like night and day cycle this one we're going underwater we're going night and day. I think there's potential that you could do both. You can either, you know, beat it in the day and then get a choice to play it at night. That way, you can catch different Pokemon at night than during the day, like Hoodoo. We've yeah, seen no, that. That's, that's a good point because I, I know they said you're, you're going to be in the desert and stuff like that. So that, that's cool. We're getting different terrain. Like that's something completely new that we never got. So that's, and then the, well, the desert gets cold at night, so maybe there'll be some ice types there at night and some ground types there during the day. Like there's a whole bunch of of uh, really cool potential here. And I think the neatest thing about Pokemon right now is you might not like the Diamond and Pearl remakes. You might not like Legends Arceus. You might not like uh, new Pokemon Snap. You probably hate Pokemon Unite. But the four main Pokemon games that are in development right now, and you could, I'd say you could count Detective Pikachu, but we'd still don't know if that's even real because they said it was, but they never showed it to us. So the four main ones, Game Freak is only making one of them. And it's not even Diamond and Pearl. That's neat to think that the biggest franchise on the planet isn't being made by the company that's made it since 1996. <laughs> Only 25% of those games. That's wild to me. That's wild. So I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, new Pokemon Snap just looks bloody brilliant. I'll save the rest of my thoughts for our top three. Let's get into our top three. We talked about all three of them. Legends Arceus, the Diamond and Pearl remakes, which are Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and New Pokemon Snap. Let's rank our hype levels for each. What is your least hyped of the three? <laughs> no surprise, it's Diamond and Pearl. It's just a game I never played as a kid. If you guys played as a kid, of course you're going to jump to this. Like you this, you said, this is your favorite starter. So, of course, this is probably going to be number two on your list. So, my number three. Uh, it is also my number three. Oh, so I you have to you have to understand, though, this is like the least of three amazings. Like, uh, it's not that it's the worst or it's not that it's like it's just the one that if if 
they announced the other two and left this off the list, I'd still be okay with it. Yeah. Um, Diamond and Pearl, Gen 4, my favorite Gen overall. Um, well, probably Gen 1, but Gen 4 is right there. Um, I love the way they're going with the art style, the little chibi art style in the overworld, a top-down remake. They're they're making it look like something completely different. It's being developed by Ilka, which is not Game Freak, which is also awesome. I saw a couple of elements of platinum in there in the trailer. I was going back and rewatching it. So that's nice to know. Uh, but the other two just have me hooked more. I'm hyped to shit for all three of them. When you look at the list of exclusives for Diamond and Pearl, I'd said this on Twitter. I can imagine Diamond, brilliant, brilliant Diamond, by the way, brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I will imagine brilliant Diamond outsells Shining Pearl at least two to one, at least two to one. Here are the exclusives for Diamond. And since it's a faithful remake, I have no reason to think they're going to change this because it would fuck up some of the story elements and stuff. In in exclusive to Diamond, Seal and Dugong, Gen 1, love them. Scyther and Scizor. Scyther, right. one of my top three favorite. Murkrow, uh, Larvitar, Puppetar, and Tyranitar, or Pupitar. Yeah, that would be it for me. That, that's already, if, if I was to ever get it, it's automatically Diamond. So you have Scyther and Tyranitar, or Scissor and Tyranitar in the same game. You Then you got Poochina and Mightyena, Aaron, Laren, and Agron, another great uh, trio. Kecleon. Uh, sounds like a fossils. Futurama character. It does some future uh, Futurama. Wow, some fossils. <laughs> uh, and then Dialga is the brilliant, uh, the sh- the brilliant pearl. I'm sorry, the brilliant diamond, uh, legendary. But like you look at those, and you go to Pearl, Slowpoke, Slowbro, and Slowking. Okay, you know some nostalgia there. Never my favorite, but okay. Pincer, I like Pincer. He sucks balls. No one gives a shit about Pincer. He's cool. He looks cool. He's just the worst ever. That's like even when you open up a pack and you got a, a hollow pincer, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, crud. Uh, mischievous, Houndor and Houndoom. Okay. Okay. You got my attention. Okay. Does Stantler get you out of bed? Does Sfeel? Does Sfeel and Celio and Walren? No. Bagon, Shelgon, and Salamance. I was never a Salamance fan. Then again, you get some fossils. Then you get some cats and Palkia. There isn't that thing to drive you yeah, to shine. Just ha- Houndoom. That's the only one I care that's, about. That's right. I would say Houndoom and, and a little bit of Pincer for me. But then on the other side, I get Scyther. I get Scizor. I get Tyranitar. I'm happy. Yeah, I even easy. get Dugong. I got my Dugong. So, yeah, I'm with you, though. Shining Pearl. Or I'm sorry. Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, my number three. My number two is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Again, I, I like I said before, I think this game has a lot of potential. They have to fix some bugs. Starter Pokemon, you get to start a Cyndaquil. That's who I pick. I would pick all day. And I, I think this game is going to sell very well. Uh, yeah, this game's going to sell really well. This game's going to probably sell somewhere between 12 and 15 million units. If if not more. Uh, what? Here's what I, I didn't mention on my Nintendo episode. Or maybe I did, actually. But I, didn't, I definitely didn't spend time on it. Do you know what's amazing about this? Huh. It's a Pokemon game that's in the main series that's developed by Game Freak. Single player only, and they're not making two versions. And it's hmm. like, holy, holy shit, I don't got to buy two? I don't got to trade with and a friend? I, I, I do love that. It's one release. It's just I, one release, man. You think this is going to be something that they're going to do moving forward? So, 
I talked about that on the Nintendo Open. I'm still undecided. I was undecided then. I have an idea. I would love it if a company with every gen, we get a Legends game that goes back, start us back at Kanto and get, you know, not prehistoric, but Feudal Kanto, Feudal Johto, Feudal Hoenn. We already have Feudal Sinnoh. But like about those legendaries, let's get a, let's, what about Pokemon Origins Mew? Oh my God. Yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon Origins the three dogs, I, you know, I know they're beasts, but like yeah. Suicune, Raikou, and Entei. Pokemon are, uh, you know, Legends Celebi, which is less hype, but they, they like to push Celebi. Pokemon Legends Rayquaza. Oh my God. So like, I would love that. I don't, I think that like, you might out, you might like overstay your welcome with the formula, but you know, there are other formulas worked for 25 plus years. So who knows? Um, I just love the fact that it's different. Like we're building our own Pokedex. We're building the very first ever Pokedex, by the way, that's the mission of the game. So like you can't trade with a friend. There isn't any, you, the technology's not there to trade. Like you can go catch everything on your own in one game. <sighs> I'm so hyped on that. It is my number one, by the way, not my number two. Um, it's a little choppy. It's a little choppy. Yeah. And do I trust game freak after some of the, really bad experiences with the wild area in sword and shield. Do I trust them to make a giant open world Pokemon breath of the wild style game? I don't have the most faith in the world, but I will say the Isle of armor and crown tundra DLCs definitely went a step above and beyond. So I think like that gave me more hope if you made that, but, uh, Oh man, Pokemon of the wild. I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited. I would just recommend you go listen to my Nintendo, but it's 28 minutes of me talking very in depth of all this. If you want like a bigger piece of my pie, but my number two is new Pokemon snap, which is your number one. One more time for the kids in the back. Why is this your most hyped? Again, it's, it's nostalgia. It's I, I think back of playing Pokemon snap on my N64, my house, your house, probably Moxie's house, everyone's house. We probably played this damn game. It's just something that I can remember playing back as a kid something that I know that I know we all wanted a sequel years ago, but it's good to see we're finally getting a sequel to this freaking game that everyone loved more Pokemon. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. The game looked beautiful. Everyone raved about it and I I can't wait. It's so funny. There are people out there that were like, I want diamond and pearl remakes. Then they get them and they're like, I don't want these diamond and pearl remakes. But do you, well, you're always going to get freaking haters, man. It's just the same thing. Marvel DC, you're you're always going to have your haters. Well, hold on. Then you have the people out there that are like, I want Pokemon MMO and open world. Then they're like, here you go. And they're like, I don't want this. And then you get new Pokemon snap. And it's like, everyone's just like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. I hear nothing negative about this game anywhere ever. Yeah. Because this game should have been made 10 years ago. The, the only negative I guess I do here is like, why only 200 da, 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 da. And like, what are the 200? So like, cause inevitably a lot of fan favorites are going to be left out here. Oh my god, uh, there's 800 plus Pokemon. Of course people are going to be butthurt, but there could always be something that, hey, my, when we first launched, here's 250. Uh, in, in two more months, we're going to drop another 100 Pokemon. That's I, what I, I hope think, they do. I, hope I, they I think drop that's exactly DLC. what they're going to do. I hope they drop DLC courses with DLC added Pokemon. I, I would be all over that. That's a great strategy. I never thought of that until right this second when you brought it up. Great, great idea. I love that. Good job. But Dude, they would be want, stupid not to. You have so it, many options. It looked it looked awesome that underworld underwater level. Yeah, this is that's that's probably my most hype level. 
start on the beach, go underwater or whatever. But I think the one thing I want more than anything else in this game, and it's not necessarily for any of the Pokemon, um, like one specific Pokemon, although Gengar is my boy. I want a spooky like ghost type level where we get some amazing ghost type Pokemon that like disappear when the camera's flash goes on. And you have to find them or find you, you know, throw those glowing orbs to try and get them to come out of the shadows or something. Okay. Give I can me dig some that. inventive, unique way to catch the different types, ice types. They're made of ice. Maybe that, you know, the apple won't work because they don't eat fruit. So how do we get that? Like, I want ways that it's just like, how do we get them out into the environment where I can take a, a great photo? And if, you give me enough inventive ideas for that. The replayability of this game, because there's a scoring system and you have a chance to get things featured, it's off the charts. I cannot wait. Now, you've got Legends Arceus coming in early 2022. DP remakes late 2021. And this game just in a, about a month and a half to two months. You've said it before, but are you finally in the camp of, I'm going to cave and get a Switch? I, I mean, I, I'm st- I still want to get one. It, it's just. <sighs> Are you at this point potentially waiting for a pro like the new model? Well, I mean, I mean, at this point, yeah, because you're already hearing rumors that they've been working on one. You're waiting to hear something like and I don't want to jump on something where it's like the tail end of its run. Like, Oh, here, here comes this new better switch. It's like I knew I should have held out one more month. Well, just wait till about four stories from now and we'll we'll have that discussion. Oh, I look forward to it. I'll take it back over. Freaking hogging of the host. The March PS Plus games are insane. Well, there's one that I am looking to hear your impressions for. We don't often cover like the free games you get every month. No. Unless they're a banger. And in this instance, it's a banger. Uh, It was rumored, actually. And I was like, (laughs) not believing this one. I believe too many rumors. And it happened. Uh, for free this month on PlayStation, if you have PlayStation Plus on PS4 and PS5, you can get the PS4 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake for free. Gotta love that. And I said it before. I was staunch on this podcast. I'm not playing it unless I play it for free. I'm not paying money for this game. I'm not that interested. And I waited and I waited and I said, I'll borrow Sam's at some point. I didn't have to. I now have it. Uh, I downloaded it the second it was available. And I'm talking the second. It was 12 o'clock noon. I took my lunch break and I downloaded it. Now, I didn't get to play it for a while. I did dive into it on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. Oh, after you got a couple days. I got three hours, baby. I got three hours. I'm uh, at the end of chapter three in the slums. Uh, I'm finding people's cats. <laughs> oh, you're still so early in the game and waiting at a bar playing yep. darts. Um, and uh, here are my impressions of a game I never thought I wanted to play. I like it. That's like, that's where I'm at. I'm only three hours in. I like it. It's not Ghost of Tsushima or The Last of Us where when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it. It's not. It's not super overwhelming. And this is somebody who doesn't have a lot of nostalgia for the original. It's one of the very few games I never really played as a kid was Final Fantasy VII. And I said that to uh, our friend Dan in the band Connecticut. And he was like, the fuck you talking about, man? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're out of your mind. Uh, but uh, shout out to Dan. So I like it. Um, I pr- I am, I'm appreciative that it's an action RPG as opposed to turn-based. Yeah. Um, I like that. I, I like the combat. Now, here's where I'm, I'm going to get called a, a, a bad word is I'm playing it on easy. Um, 
I'm not playing it on normal. I'm not playing it on story where it's just like automatic. I'm playing it on easy. It's because I really don't have the patience to fail at this game. I just want to experience it. And I just want to see if I like it before I start to die. My plan is if I'm really invested and I really start to get into it, then I'll up the difficulty level. But for now, I'm still kind of feeling it out. So I'm playing it on easy. I hope you get to the point where you have to verse this boss and it's it's a house. (laughs) And I played it on normal and he was hard as shit. He was the hardest boss, way harder than Sephiroth at the end. This house was the hardest thing I faced in this entire game. How many hours in? Huh? Uh, approximately how many hours in i i can't even remember it's been that long but i i think it i think you got ways to go to get him you 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 definitely have a lot of story to get to him Mm -hmm. but i would imagine he's gonna be a lot easier on easy but on normal dude he was hard as shit because you don't at the time you i don't think you have do, do you have cloud i think you have another character or something like that it was just the two characters you have it was tough to combo it just to damage it and then it just kept re oh it was it was so frustrating I like the idea of going back and forth between characters, like again, traditional action RPG yeah, stuff. That's fun. I love, I love that when I'm mid fight, I can just hit X and like it stops and I can kind of take my time and figure out what spell I want to use. And it doesn't like pressure me or do it in real time. Like Resident yeah, Evil does. Love the updated combat. Love, love that combat. I really, really do. I almost feel like the pacing is a little weird for the first three hours that it's the type where I've, if I'm not in combat, I don't really enjoy walking around a lot. I don't like the side quests at all. In the yeah, the, 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 the beginning side, you know, the cat one, there's, there's a couple of corny ones in there. But once you get thrown at it, it picks up. Yeah, and I just, I have no interest in like, for Ghost, I sat there, I did every side mission. And for a lot of games, Borderlands, every, but this game, I'm just like, yeah, let me just go to the main quest, I think. And because I'm on easy, I probably don't need to like over level. Um, I think I'll be okay because I can handle myself in a, in a good RPG. I love the materia. That's cool. But there's this like little nerd kid who works for Shinra, even though he hates him. And he gives you this like assess uh, materia to put in your sword and you can assess materia and create new ones. And it's a side mission. So I equip the materia in my buster sword and I click on him to start whatever side quest we're going to do. And he keeps saying to me, put it in your material, equip it in your material. I'm like, I did kid i don't know what else you want from me so that kind of like broke my immersion a little bit um tifa's awesome can i just say that she's the best that's my girl tifa's my girl dude tifa's the freaking best to wait uh, till you level level her up dude she, i love close she's combat be, uh, she's a monster i love close combat so like i'm all in on tifa in my party she's awesome barrett is like a little over the top but i kind of i kind of yeah, it's, it's well that that's what he's known for is over the, the voice actor just so overacting Yeah, he's definitely, that's a good word for it. He's definitely overacting. So for the first three hours, I enjoy it. I kind of like the story more than I thought I would. Um, You get sucked in. You get sucked in. Yeah, so I I don't hate it. The combat's fun. I mean, obviously, without saying it, it looks stunning. It just looks so good. Cloud is is definitely cool. Like, he's that mysterious kind of cool. I like him. His voice actor is not a very big name in voice acting, which I would have thought he was. So that's, it's really neat. Um, I'm glad to hear you're liking it though. Wedge is is Badger, which is just weird. Yeah. Which is you just watch weird. Breaking Bad, you know exactly who we're talking yeah. about. It's just weird. So overall, I am like I said, I'm not dying to like play it at any every single waking hour. But you know what? I think it's gonna be since it's 40 hours. That shit's gonna take me months at the rate I get to play. 
yeah. in three nights, I got three hours in. So it tells you how much I'm able to game. Um, I think this will probably get me through to snap. It'll probably get me through to snap if it easy. Know. Yeah, dude, you got a month and three weeks. Yeah, you'll be. All if right. it took you 40 or 41 on normal, it'll probably take me like 35, especially because I'm not really going to touch side quests in this game. Yeah, and, and I did do a lot of the side quests, too. Yeah. So, you know, and maybe listen, maybe they'll get better as the game goes and I'll be more interested. But the slums don't really do it for me. I get pretty disoriented pretty quick in there and. You just, just yeah, I, I think we all were, at least I was. But once you start leveling up and it, it, it picks up steam. Trust now, me. is this the type? Am I going to start getting overwhelmed with all the spells and shit? Or am I just going to stick with the same one? No, no, no. You do. You, you up. You can upgrade so much stuff and get different moves. You can get a different sword. You can get kind of like a, a different uh, 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 matter. Materia. 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 So it's it. you just got to stick with it because there's so much stuff. You can buy stuff. You can trade stuff. You just 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 take it slow. You'll be all right. So it's free for PlayStation Plus users. It, it does not give you access to the PS5 version that'll come out in June. Um, this is only the PS4 version, but again, it still looks and plays great. It actually runs buttery smooth as well. I've had no hiccups in my experience, so that's been fun. But uh, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it's a free game. It's an action RPG. If you don't like it, then delete it and move on. But it's a free opportunity. To play a lot of people's game of the year in 2020 and sam's number two yeah um so definitely check it out final fantasy 7 remake i don't love it yet i might but i'm enjoying the hell out of it and we'll see kind of I'll, I'll update you in like i don't know two three weeks all right i'll hold you to that playstation 5 expanded storage coming this summer it was hopefully going to be there at launch it wasn't you cannot upgrade your storage right now past the, I believe, 875 uh, gigs. But coming this summer, they'll come out with the expandable storage. You can pop a two terabyte in there. Everything will be hunky-dory. Um, you know, a lot of people, I'm, I'm deleting stuff off my console every time I turn it on now because there's just so much to play. Um, or at least yeah, I'm stuff. still good in that regard, so I don't got to worry. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat is 86 gigs alone. So and that's a fucking fighting game. <laughs> so... Oh, with like a six hour story. Um, you know, I mean, like the king of all games, Bug Snacks is still on my hard drive. So, you know, that's not yeah. But other than that, if you were looking to expand your storage, just wait a few more months. Monster Hunter Rise will come to PC in 2022. Nothing more to say there. Yeah, it's not our game, but there it is. The Yuffie episode of Final Fantasy VII Remake is the PS5 exclusive. A better host would have put this right after the... <laughs> My impressions of the game <laughs> and then we took two stories off you know, and now you know, what's funny was i think i even mentioned you feet like earlier in the episode and i did even i should have I, just tagged it i just don't again like for, tell for, now by the tone of my voice it's been a long week it's been a long week but uh, it's, it's getting late over here but again I, like this is when i first saw the thing I, I i was hoping it was the sequel it's probably only a little short hour to three hour little mini dlc i'm probably going to get it like a sucker and just beat it. I would imagine it's a, it's probably fourteen ninety nine, but I could see it at nine ninety nine. Yeah, but they could I hope it's ten bucks. They can get fifteen bucks out of it. And like you said, I see no more than three hours here. But it is nice to know that even though it's just DLC, the PS five is getting exclusive content right now. I don't love exclusive content. Not a, the biggest fan in the world of it, but it's a reality. You just kind of got to live with. It's nice to know that you have to have this machine. We invested half a thousand dollars into. 
which I've never referred to $500 as half a thousand, but uh, <laughs> we, we put a lot of goddamn money into this and we want stuff to play on it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're, you're a comic through me. <laughs> Epic Games buys Media Tonic. It's the developer of Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout. Um, so so now that you know it's still it's it's not as popular as it was at launch but it's coming to xbox and switch this summer you can bet your bottom dollar it's going to get a second life and now it's going to be owned by epic games so i'd imagine it's going to leave steam it's going to go probably to the epic game store exclusively on pc that's speculation Uh, but that'd be my guess since epic is kind of buying it and Fortnite just got fall guys crossovers forever they're both owned by epic games Oh, wow. The crossover no one wanted. <laughs> Unless you're in the area of 11 to 13. <laughs> Bloomberg dropped some mega details about the long-awaited Switch Pro. And this is where I think you could potentially jump in. This thing has been rumored forever. I said it on Twitter earlier today. I'm tired of talking about it. I do not want to do it anymore. Is it coming? Is it not? I kind of lost time. We're going to talk about it. I kind of right. I know. I kind of lost hope that this was real. And then out of nowhere, Bloomberg, which is obviously very reputable, uh, their technology um, division dropped a story on Wednesday night out of gosh darn left field that had actual real life specs, not just rumored specs, not just things it might do, things it will do. And this not only gave credence to it being real, but it said it'll be unveiled later this year. It will go into production in July and potentially be ready by the holiday, which is crazy. Yeah, that's a uh, crazy, crazy fast turnaround. That, that's crazy. Uh, who, who knows? Uh, you know, I'm thinking March, but again, I don't work for Bloomberg. They have the scoop, not me. Uh, some some details. Samsung will be providing the new screen and it will be a seven inch OLED screen. Right now, the screen is just over six inches. So you're almost getting a full inch of screen on a handheld. Um, it will go up to 720p handheld, which is fine. Some people are bitching about 1080. What they don't understand is while the number's higher and it sounds nicer, when you're in handheld mode, your physical eyes can't register 1080p below 16 inches away from your face. It would kind of like look blurry. So they went to 720 that will actually make it look. It'll look like technically it'll make it look retina, but at 16 inches away, which is where most people hold it about a foot and a half away from your face, it wouldn't be smart to make it 1080. So they're going 720, which is nice support support for 4k when docked. Never, ever thought Nintendo would be in 4k, but here we are. Um, That tells me that that's probably going to be more for like third party support. And we can finally get those ports of like the mass effect trilogy and this game and that game. All these cool games that are coming to PlayStation Xbox can start to make their way uh, onto the Switch because it can finally handle 4K. I'd imagine checkerboarded, but that's for another day. And uh, and it's just nice to know that this is real. For me, this is still a $300 machine that pushes the regular Switch to $250. Uh, may, I don't think they'd go $199 since that's the price for the light. The light stays at I mean, $2. That'd be great if they did it, but yeah, you're tell, right. I, tell it me about seems it. too cheap. The light stays at, they're selling way too well to have to do it. They don't need to do it. I mean, shit, yeah. they could probably drop this at 350 and still sell a boatload and keep the normal one at three because it's just selling so crazy. You have the light at 200, the potential, you know, normal one at 250, this one coming in at three. If you had a 4K switch with a seven inch screen at the same price you can get one now, 300 bucks, let's just call it 300 bucks. 
would that be something for you to want to dive in? I mean, of course. I, mean, I, I was always interested. It just the time hasn't been right for me to, you know, to drop that kind of loot at the moment. But it's yep. soon. I, I, again, like I told you so far this year, I haven't been into gaming. I think I just gamed out of, to me. I gamed out of my mind last year and I just kind of took a step back trying to catch back up on shows and some movies that have been sitting on the backlog. And I'll, I'll get there. I, shit, I didn't even beat the Devil May Cry for PS5 yet again. It's so funny. He says, uh, he says, it's just the time hasn't been right for me to get a Switch yet. Yesterday, the Switch turned four. So he's been saying that for four years in one day. <laughs> it's, saying the same it's the truth the, the time ain't right something. man time ain't right <laughs> oh god pyra and mithra had their big smash blowout today and were shadow dropped they're available right now more um, sword fighters yay <laughs> it's it's neat i mean they had a cool move set their costumes are fine uh, a lot of the boys a lot of the young boys are liking them are definitely liking the anime women <laughs> um, but it's it's neat when something gets but they, shadow dropped. But, but they're no Tifa. It just it, <laughs> that was creepy. It just adds and but but you're right. Tifa is the. I do. I know I'm right. You don't got to tell me I'm right. <laughs> um, it's it's neat that when things are shadow dropped because it just adds more yeah. hype to it. Oh, yeah. you're gonna blow us out with a 45 minute presentation, and we're gonna get to go play it right now. Awesome. So if you are interested in Pyra and Mithra, or if you have the Fighters Pass DLC. You can go play with as them right now. I've been hearing good things on Twitter from early feedback from the characters vi- uh, viability online. That's cool. The stage looked awesome. The bigger story here is well, not the bigger. The other story here is the me fighters that they announce every time they do a presentation. They announce who's going to be the me fighters and the stage and the costumes and everything like that. They unveiled the me fighters as Arthur from uh, Ghosts and Goblins and then three monster hunter f- characters that you can be as me fighters. The reason that's news is because Monster Hunter was rumored to be the big bad or the big final one because how big Monster Hunter is. And now that almost kind of deconfirms the fact that Mon- or the thought that Monster Hunter was going to come. And now people are like, oh, my God, we don't know who it's going to be. Who the hell is this final fighter going to be? There are two ch- two fighters left, Sam, in Smash Bros. It's got to be Crash. I would imagine it's Crash. Who in the hell could the other one be if not Monster Hunter? I mean, at that point, shit, just throw Dante in there. You got it's a sword fighter. He's got some guns. Why not? People are also saying Master Chief, Halo. Uh, okay, I'm I saying see that. I'm saying Waluigi. Oh, sure. is, You'll always say that. So he is the goat. Um, there is no other. Waluigi is my king. All hail Waluigi. Uh, I just think it's neat that something got shadow dropped, and also now we're left to speculate what's next. And I think we'll get that in June uh, with the next Nintendo Direct. There's my prediction. We'll get a June Nintendo Direct. It will open and close with a Smash Fighter. We're going to get two of them. All right. We'll see if you're right. The Marvel's Avengers game might have just killed itself. Uh, They announced this update. And you know that game has been struggling. And not a lot of people are having fun with it. And it's kind of lost its post-launch hype. Spider-Man still isn't available. The next gen version, I think, is March 18th, along with Hawkeye. So we are getting a character. It's just the one that nobody wants. Yeah, no one gives a shit about. <laughs> Hawkeye sucks. Let's just call that what it is. And uh, so they said, all right, let's go. We're going to celebrate the new launch of these next gen versions and Hawkeye with giving you exactly what you asked for. We're going to increase the amount of XP it takes to gain levels. 
Man, that'll drive traffic your way, huh? That'll drive traffic the opposite way. What the hell are you doing to your game where you think it's smart? I think they like that's what I mean by it might have killed itself. I don't know if this was on purpose just to drive all the players away so they could just kill it and just say we we fucked up, we failed. Let's just do something that sucks so bad that no one's going to want to play our game. Starting at level 25, they're increasing the grind that you're going to have to do. They might say, oh, it's to keep people playing. It's to keep people on our service. The more time they're using it, the more we get paid. Uh, But no one's playing your game as is. You make it easier, not difficult. All you needed to do, well, it might be harder, easier said than done. There's nothing you could do. This is one viable option. Instead of making it harder to gain XP and grind to gain a level, make it a little easier, but raise your level cap. Right now, the level cap is 50. You can't get higher than level 50. Make it 75 and then make it easier to gain levels. That gives people a better entryway and a little bit more fun in the beginning, but also the folks that have already stuck around and hit 50 somewhere else to go. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Um, this is a really fun quote that Jason Schreier uh, from, I believe now Bloomberg put out. He said, Marvel's Avengers, a service game that has struggled to keep players is deciding to add more grind and make leveling harder. And the developers are now warning people to get their levels in now. What is going on with this game? And I just couldn't agree with that anymore. Yeah, it literally makes no sense. Blaster Master 3 coming to PS4 and Switch on July 29th. The first two Blaster Masters years are absolute must-buys on either Switch or PS4, wherever you play your old retro-style games. They're 10 bucks. Same developer as Mighty Gunvolt Burst, one of my favorites. Oh, by the way, we had a member of their development team on our podcast. That is our friends at Inti Creates. Uh, they are behind Blaster Master Zero. This will be the third one. The second one, they went a little different direction. Not my favorite. Um, never beat it because I was just kind of over it. Blaster Master Zero 1, phenomenal, by the way. Uh, looking for three, which they said they're going back to the original planet. So I think they realized they kind of got a little too far out of the, into the weeds in the second one. They're going to rein it back in for the third. So I'm psyched on that. Blaster Master Zero 3, just a couple of months away, July 29th, PS4 and Switch. I believe it's PC as well, but at 10 bucks, you can't beat it. Let's go into our last two stories of the night before your weekly WADA. Mike Mignola is getting a documentary. Yeah, I, I don't know. My boy Fuzz, he's probably the biggest Hell. Actually, he is the biggest Hellboy fan I know. Obviously, if you know Mike Mignola, he created Hellboy for Dark Horse Comics. He wrote BPRD. He actually helped write Gotham by Gaslight, which was awesome. But for my favorite thing he ever did, he helped create and he drew the first drawings because Bruce Tim asked him of Mr. Freeze for Batman the Animated Series. So his design is literally right from his drawing, his first drawings for Mr. Freeze of the reimagination of the character. So I cannot wait. As long as they include that in the doc, I'm happy it's a masterpiece. Can't wait we to put, watch it. Yeah, we put this in others as opposed to movies because of, you know, a lot of people know Hellboy from the films, but Hellboy is a comic book. I mean, so we felt it probably right to put it in the other section and give Mike the the... I guess the shine that he deserved. Yeah, and, and he worked on Bram Stoker's Dracula. He worked on um, uh, Blade Two, Hellboy in two thousand eight, and the the two thousand nineteen reboot. So like he had some you know something to do with those. So I'm interested to see how this turns out. What I'm interested to see what turns out is Super Nintendo World. 
but the Florida version. We teased it at the top of the show. We said that Super Nintendo World in Florida, so here stateside, has been delayed. At least the opening of the park has been delayed. Uh, it was originally supposed to be 2023, so we're only two years away from being in what I would call heaven. Uh, mm-hmm. But now we have to wait two more years. 2025 at the earliest. I mean, it's, it's not a good time right now to be opening up uh, theme parks. I figured 23 might be, though. You know, like, you, but yeah, again, Japan you saw, got you, built right you, quick. But you saw what they did in, in Japan, and it looks beautiful, and God knows how long that actually took, and all the money that was needed to spend, and maybe they took a little hit of having, you know, a lot of their stuff closed for a lot of parts of 2020. Let's not forget that Nintendo is the most catch cash-rich company True. in the country of Japan. True. The True. literal number one. So, uh, you know, I know that Orlando, you know, Universal or whomever is, you know, whatever park it's going to go to definitely has a say in that. And, you know, we've seen some challenges stateside with Universal and Disney with their parks. So I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, that they're, I mean, they are pretty cash flush. But point being, like, I'm okay to wait. It's just like, damn, two more years. That's fine. I hate airplanes. So it just gives me, and it gives my kids more time to grow up. I'll have a uh, six-year-old and a four-year-old. I think that's appropriate. I think that's appropriate for daddy to go uh, go check. Yeah, out I, totally fair. The six-year-old or four-year-old. <laughs> Sam, let's end the show with your weekly water. Uh, I think you're, you'll love this one. This is right up your alley. It's a this bowling is- game. This is Mario Kart 64 for the N64. This is the original. I guess your grade. I think you know it. Is it a nine? No, God, Jesus. I wish I had a nine. It's It's, thousands and thousands. It was six. So this is a 6.0. 6.0, yeah. Sealed. A plus rating. So the original game came out in 96 in Japan and 97 for us. So the player's choice, if you don't know, it was a marking label created in 1996 to show that Nintendo sold that, that sold over 1 million copies of this game. So that's why you have the player's choice. Yeah, it's not as coveted as the 97, but that's okay. This just just to give you an idea, I searched eBay before we did this and the the only copy that came up sealed was an 85 player's choice for 3500. Just to give you an idea. So th- this was made in Japan. Directed by Hidekio Kono. Produced I'll give, by... I'll, I'll give... That's close, so I'll give it to you. Okay, produced by Shigeru Miyamoto. That's the f- grandfather of Nintendo. He invented Mario. Second installment in the Mario Kart series. Second best-selling N64 game, 9.87 million. Mm. And they note also the great details in the box. That the box is a 6 with an A-plus seal with the first-party V-seam. Again, this is... Uh, I. I bought this like I bought it raw. I, I I think Dom probably helped me get it, knowing him. But this is one of the games that my like one of my favorite games playing sixty four growing up uh, was just it was nostalgia. It, it was just such a fun game growing up that I felt like I had to have this game. Obviously, I still have the cart. It's probably in my sixty four right now. But funny to note, IGN gave it an eight point one. Metacritic gave it an eighty three out of a hundred. Metacritic, that's just a combination of other critics. So they didn't give it to it. That's what its score is. There's a difference. But I get it. It's it's the average of all the... Of of everything. Okay. GameSpot gave it a 6.4 out of 10. And Nintendo Life gave it a 9 out of 10. 
GameSpot coming in rough there. Holy yeah, God. so that's why they, they, they were the only one. Like everyone else was literally eights and above. So I was kind of kind of shocked at that. And that but, is your favorite Mario Kart game. Oh, hands down. And during the first three months of its release in 97, Mario Kart was the best count selling console game in the United States. So what was that? Of, One more time? A couple of facts I, I found out for it. So I, th- I thought that was what, pretty neat. Again, four what game. That, what was that last fact? During the first three months in 1997, Mario Kart was the best selling game in the United States. Nice. That's right when the PlayStation was hot in the United States, too. So that's crazy. So again, you know, four game modes, Grand Prix, time trial, various battle, 16 courses, four battle it's, courses. It's Grand Prix. Grand Prix, Grand Prix, same <laughs> shit. But I love you. Hey, come on, man. I, I ain't, uh, you know. I, I fucking love you. That's all. I, I Again, I, I'm just glad that I actually have it in my collection. It's probably the only end ball well, besides Griffey, the only N64 game that I have sealed at the moment. You know, God willing, still can still get a couple others. But that's your weekly WADA. Mario Kart 64. It's no double dash, but you know, if so facto. Uh, Wario Stadium, do you do the jumps over the wall? Do you? If you want a great speed run, watch Mario Kart 64. It is a mind blowing yeah, speed run. Freaking Wood, uh, our buddy Pat, he was, he knows all the, the secret. He was like the best because he knew all the freaking cheat codes. And I was just played old school, finish your beer before you cross the line. <laughs> as long as you're over age. 21 yeah, of course, of course, of course. 21 order. Everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us for episode one. Or no, you did this like four podcasts in a row. I am bad right now. Episode 200. I can't believe it's been that many episodes. Uh, we're over 300 total when you count everything. Episode 227. We'll be back. At least I will. Next week, Sam's taking a week off. Freaking yeah. everybody needs a vacation, even uh, during the pandemic. I'll be up. I'll be. Hey, I'm I'm secluded on a mountain. I wish I was. I'd give anything. Are you going tubing? Depending, you know, you know. I we don't we don't know the scene yet. Like we're gonna, of course, look it out first. But there's a gazillion people there. Probably not. I'd go tubing. I love tubing. But if it's you know, uh, hey, if it's light, hey, I'm down. Listen, just enjoy some hot chocolate, and I hope it snows up there for you. Sam's gonna be off next week, but I will be here. It is unknown yet if I will have a co-host or if I'm just gonna do it myself. Who knows? We'll kind of. Let the news dictate. If there's big news, I'll probably have a guest. If it's just a slower week, I'll probably do it by myself. But either way, uh, this show will be back next week for episode 228. If Doctor Strange doesn't show up in WandaVision, I am going to be livid.